Are you ready for the weekend yet? We have events, news, and a guest for you to enjoy this Lake Life weekend. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lake Life Weekend Podcast. I'm Dirk, I'm your host, and we are approaching weekend 11. Spring has almost sprung, although there's a little cold snap here going through the area. But please get ready. One more week to our season kickoff party at the Civic Center in downtown Fargo at the spring opening day or spring day. First day of spring. Here we go. March 20th, starting at 5 p.m. And uh, we are very excited. We have a lot of things to do for you. Uh, you can browse our little exhibition. We have a road trip uh, show. We have uh, a few vendors on the sidelines and uh, sponsors. And we have a food court. We have a beer garden. And also we have Ibi from North London, in fact, who just started his Windsor waffle business. Waffles on a Stick, which is a, a product uh, he is familiar and used to, to enjoy in England. And uh, last year he decided to start a waffle business in our area, in our necks of the woods. And uh, yeah, we invited him to our show. And then we also had the opportunity to meet with him and uh, record his little uh, story in our podcast program because I found it very interesting um, how he made it up to the area and um, the, the story behind the, th the scenes, so to say. So please stay tuned for that. And also go to our website, lakelifeweekend.com for other stories and event uh, tips in our local area. Please feel free to email us to hello at lakelifeweekend.com with comments, ideas, and critique. And yeah, make sure you grab our latest magazine, which is out uh, just for a few days. And we have distributed it at many, many places in Lakes Country, and you can get it at all Hornbarker locations in the Fargo-Mohead area. Or you can grab up the latest issue at our event, again, March 20th, 5 till 11. And besides a beanbag tournament and a disc golf challenge, we also have crop dusters on stage from 6 to 8. And then we have a free and live concert with Tripwire starting at 8. So come plenty. Uh, thanks to a lot of sponsors for making this happen. The very first 1,000 people coming through the door will get a free personal pizza token to use at any Zorbis location this summer season and we have more and more um, door prizes to win. So come free admission next Friday, March 20th. And now I don't want to keep this much longer from our podcast with Ibi and Windsor Waffles. Have a great weekend ahead. Welcome to our interview part, um, to Lake Life Weekend podcast. I'm here with Ibi Namati. Hi, Ibi. Hi. And Ibi is bringing something new to Lakes Country this season, Windsor Waffles. And uh, I would like to do a deep dive about uh, the product and uh, where it's from, 
how he came up with the idea. But before we talk about uh, Windsor waffles and all the sweetness about you um, and your your product, I would like to actually learn more about uh, who is Ibi, where is Ibi from, um, because you are like me, not uh, a native to the Midwest. You are from Great Britain. You are from England. Yep, that's right. Yeah, and you moved here. Um, not too long ago like you went to university here I understand yeah and we actually connected um, a couple of years back at Looney Days in Vergas mm -hmm. yep it was. and and um, yeah that's how our lake life connection started and uh, yeah now you're also coming with winter waffles to our event uh, in the Civic Center to our lake life season kickoff party so people can get a taste of it already hopefully and yeah I will let this to you. Maybe you kind of give us a little bit about where you're from, like mm -hmm. North London, how you made your connection to Moorhead, I understand, and then how you really ended up here. And then we dive into how you had the idea to bring Windsor Waffles to our area. Okay, so, yep, that sounds great. Yeah. So it's kind of a crazy story how I ended up in the, the Minnesota area. So um, at the time I was studying in England in a kind of a smaller town called Portsmouth and it's on the coast. Um, that was my university and we did an exchange program. Um, and so I had to travel somewhere abroad and I really want, really want to go to the USA. I've already like, been traveling around Europe with it being so close. So I really wanted to go to the US. Um, so they gave me a list of names of all these different colleges in the US and I procrastinated and procrastinated, left it till literally the last hour. <laughs> and my lecturer said, I have to choose a name. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll just go and Google it. I'll, I'll give you an answer in about 15, 20 minutes. And he was like, no, look, tell me now. I need to know now. I need to send off the form. So he gave me the list, basically blind, didn't recognize any, there wasn't any big cities, any big town names. It wasn't like New York or California, or like, like any like LA or nothing like that. So I had to just point my finger at a name and um, Moorhead, Minnesota looked good to me at the time. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of crazy how the world works. And now I kind of live out, now I do live, now we out live here. here. And it's kind yeah. of like my story, but yeah, that's yeah. fascinating. So yeah. you just said like, okay, Moorhead, nice ring. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, yep, Moorhead, that one sounds good. So I'll go there. And then again, just showed up and didn't really check into the weather. So in in movies and TV in uh, in England and what we see in Europe a lot of the time, it always looks hot and always looks warm and always it's always show California. So I didn't really look into the weather too much at all before coming here. And <laughs> when did you come? What year and what was it? A whole year the exchange? Or six so months? I ended up staying here for probably about nine months or so. Nine months. Um, but I only came here originally for a semester and I stayed longer and traveled around the US and got to explore a lot of mm -hmm. Minnesota and the lakes areas. But when I arrived, it was uh, about September, yeah, about September, September, October ish. In your shorts and flip flops? Yeah, exactly. Shorts and flip flops, swimming shorts, all ready to go. And then, um, yeah, <laughs> and, then the, and then the winter hit. And then, yeah, that was an experience. My first blizzard when they shut down the campus at MSUM. Um, yeah, it was an experience. It was, it, I'll be honest, it was fun though because I've never seen snow like that before, never seen a blizzard. So I was excited more than anything. I, I wanted to go outside in the blizzard and go walking around. <laughs> so for me, it was like super fun. Yeah, it was exciting. No, I, 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 I remember that when I was here in 95, 96. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, when was that then? So that would have been in, uh, I'm trying to think now, so 2008. 
I see. Yeah, 2008-2009, I think I was here. But you're originally time. from London, from North London. Yep, North London. Uh, kind of like a suburb is the best way to explain it, called Watford. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just North London. And how is it to grow up? Uh, or what's, uh, how is it to be in, in England? Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the difference. Or, or I mean, it's an English-speaking country, but... Mm-hmm. Obviously, the United States parted from the Queen, I think, hundreds <laughs> yeah. of years ago. But like, give yeah. us a little insight. How is London? How is that? How is it? How is yes. it growing up in an area like that? In that kind of areas with North London. So I was kind of lucky. It wasn't as busy as Central London, but still very, very busy compared to kind of like the Lakes areas and uh, like the Fargo and the Moorhead region. A lot more hustle and bustle. So, for example, parking spaces is something you have to really stress about trying to find a parking space, getting to work, and traffic. So driving, doing five miles could take you 45, 50 minutes to do five miles to get to work. So that stuff was like a huge difference. And there's always people like walking around, people walk a lot more on public transport. So there's always people absolutely everywhere, which is why I loved coming to the Lakes areas in Fargo, when you can just drive out of like even Fargo out of the city for like five miles. And it feels like you're it's just farmland and open area, nobody around. I absolutely love the peace and quiet. And I think partly it's because growing up with craziness and the hustle and bustle. So when I come here, I love it in the whole entire lakes area too. How is it? Uh, and I like that we are actually so good because the Germans and the Brits have some <laughs> yeah, history, exactly, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they don't always get <laughs> as good along as we do. We're doing good do. for now. We're But doing we're good doing for good, now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep it that way. No, but like how? I, I really don't know. I've been to London once and I've been to the Isle of Wight. Mm-hmm. I was a foreign exchange student myself in England too, mm-hmm. uh, just for English. We we have to learn English obviously uh, in Europe uh, or everywhere over the world but so how is I mean Madame Tussauds how is it growing up in in a world capital like London and then how well maybe first that and then with Prince Harry now becoming only Harry mm-hmm. a very hot topic how is the relationship to a contemporary native mm-hmm. to the Queen And like that stuff or like to the crown, I, I guess, or to mm-hmm. the, because I think it's a very cultural thing. And sometimes I hear people judge on it, which I think is wrong mm-hmm. um, because I think it's a very embodied in the British culture and the English culture mm-hmm. to this day, obviously, and not just for the looks, but it's it's part of your culture. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is. She has the final say, I understand, politically, even if she could. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, the queen is the last person is officially yep, officially the head of state, even for Canada. Mm-hmm. And like it's a very some a lot of people underestimate how powerful that is, but also how the citizens still. It, that's the way it is. I mean, that's not even questioned, is it? No, so, well, there's some people it depends. It's kind of split as in anything. Objective. Yeah, it's, it's kind of split in all honesty. It's some people absolutely love the queen and some people not so much. So it kind of just depends. As anything, it's always kind of split with people and and what they want. I want to focus on the culture, like and how it's accepted, though. I mean, like, it's part of your culture. Oh, hugely, it's part of our culture. Hugely, it's part of our culture. We've we're just growing up with the Queen, and for example, at Christmas, they all she would have like, the the Christmas speech, and a lot of people tune in and, and watch that. And um, it's very important to a lot of people of what she says and what she said about the year, upcoming year and the previous year. So it is yeah, hugely embedded in our culture. Um, but a big misconception for a lot of people as well is that they they think that, well, in a way, it's kind of crazy, it's strange. So in a way, she is still our head of state. She's had a 
kind of signs off on everything. So she could officially, if she didn't like a government, she could put it to the people and say, look, people, it's time for you guys to vote to change the government if it got to that point. I'm not sure, I can't think in history that she's ever really done that, but it is a possibility she the there. She has a power. That's the point. If it was the government, yeah, she didn't like the government, she could then say, put it to the people. But because it's a democracy, we'll then vote on it. So she wouldn't like have a, a final decision. She's it's kind of like an overseeing... She's right. like overseeing the the parliament and kind of the votes just to make so she's representing the people she's there to protect the people as well ah, yeah. so if there w was somebody in the government that people didn't want and they kind of felt stuck she could then like call and say hey look it's time for the people to re-vote and kind of get rid of this person if they want to it's not a traditional monarchy mm -hmm. but it's also not just a it's a democracy mm -hmm. with a balance or like with yeah, a check and balance kind yeah, of yeah yeah it's very yeah exactly it's like that it's, it's kind of mixed and a I think for, yeah so yeah it's kind of like a hybrid and I think over time because of all the things that's happened with other countries throughout Europe and kind of monarchies being well, like the Netherlands out. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sweden uh, even Japan I mean mm. we actually have or uh, Monaco I mean there is a lot of that's still there but we don't even know or yeah. like we I mean uh, um, you would know mm. that's why so it is it is accepted it's part of the culture and and how is that uh how how is it different or how school different like how is in a in a nutshell i think it's it's kind of yeah it's it's really cool so with the queen obviously she kind of carries herself a certain way in the royal family so they're seen as like people to look up to kind of and in this modern day age with people and celebrities in on like instagram and celebrities a lot of people look to those guys for kind of like fashion and how their mannerisms are how they talk to people how they act and I think the Queen's like the ultimate original version of that. Like the way she kind of dresses, a lot of people kind of focus on what dress, what stuff she's going to wear and same with the rest of the royal family. So they're kind of like the ultimate original kind of celebrities. Influencers. Influencers, yeah, exactly that. The original influencers when it comes to that kind of stuff. And Good I think point. it's a huge part of how they carry themselves, how they talk and um, yeah, all that kind of stuff kind of breeds through the culture moral ambassadors mm -hmm. and and like some sort of a, a cultural ambassadors yeah, yeah very good point because in nowadays times with the internet and social medias and i don't think this is actually nothing of that is really new mm -hmm. it's just reinterpreted and yep. actually much more and back in the day we only had one queen mm -hmm. and now we have many queens yeah, <laughs> fashion yeah. queens yeah. and opinion queens so actually maybe it got just a little bit too much and right I mean mm -hmm. that's actually very interesting to think of your queen as as a compass mm -hmm. yep yep that's a good way to put it a moral compass and a cultural compass and a behavioral compass and that's actually sometimes where we should maybe be reminded of mm-hmm that like with all the freedom and all the many 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 queens that we surround ourselves yeah. with that we we lose compass we yeah. lose direction and that maybe anyways that's why actually i am a, a fan of traditions okay yeah i'm a traditional person i think and uh it just helps me with my daily life like to be uh, predictable yeah. <laughs> and also like i can predict my own little things and whether it is a Sunday tradition uh, my son and I every Sunday have croissants like now I go away a little bit but I mm -hmm. believe that England is in good hands and Great Britain with a moral compass like you have yep no I agree too and you agree yep that's fascinating no I, I'm glad to hear and, mm -hmm. and that was why I was so 
interested to hear. And so now you left London. How, are you homesick at times? Uh, uh, what happens? To, are you going home? So I try to go home once every, I'd say, 18 months or so. At least I try and go home. Um, the family, obviously leaving the family, as anyone can imagine, uh, anyone that's ever like moved home or moved towns or moved states, people know that when they leave, they miss their family. Um, so yeah, it's kind of that more than more that than anything else. But with technology, it helps hugely. Like, even when I was here in two thousand eight, like trying to like contact my family or using calling cards and had to phone them and dial them on the phone using a landline phone. And now, even since then, the technology is just so significantly Rapidly, different. Yeah, yeah, with FaceTime. Skype, yeah, FaceTime, What's all these that? kind of things. Yeah, whatever medium. Yeah. yeah, so that makes it so much easier speaking and seeing my family and like my nieces and nephews. That's really all, honestly, I I suppose food, like food is in fish and chips. I know it's going to sound very like standard and British answer, but I do miss really, really good fish and chips. Really? Yeah, I, I miss that. I yeah. miss that. Um, That's like your burger joint. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, if someone, people always have their own burger joints, which they swear is like their favorite and their best one. It's kind of the same with a fish and chips fish place. Fish and chips is your national food Yeah, yeah, item, exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So like that, the bratwurst in Germany, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah. I, yeah. So you miss us somewhat of food, and mm-hmm. of course you miss uh, um, your family. Mm-hmm. Obviously, language is very similar, so you don't miss the language. So you say that, but ah. I, you say that, but I'll be honest. A lot of people do find it quite difficult to understand me, and I've noticed I have to kind of slow down my accent because we speak so fast. And I'd, in London, specifically, even there, there's probably like. 20, 30 different accents so I understand where people get a bit confused and I found that where I'm from in London now after I'm here I'm part of a, an area where they talk quite fast because even meeting people when my friends or family come over here to visit and I'm in a room and with some friends from, from local areas here in Minnesota or North Dakota they're like what the hell the past 15 minutes I didn't understand anything you two was said to each other because you just talk so fast and you're used to talking that fast Right. so some things And I get asked to repeat myself quite a lot. I'll be honest, I banned myself from going through drive-thrus because if I go through a drive-thru, my order always comes completely wrong and I have to restart and it usually takes me forever. So I've kind of stopped doing that. <laughs> um, so hopefully all the listeners here today can understand me <laughs> because yeah, you say it's the same uh, language, but there is still a kind of a language barrier sometimes. Um, so it's been, it's been really, really interesting for that kind of stuff as well. But you married a, a young woman from North Dakota, Minnesota. Yep, yep. So she was uh, born and raised in Minnesota, yep. just in Moorhead. Minnesota. So it's really on the border yeah. of North Dakota, Minnesota. Yeah. So your relation, or the, the reason why you came back, mm-hmm. let's say, is due to your starting your own family, uh, your yep. own life here now. That's the reason why you came. Yep. Or, yeah, in the first place, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And um, and now. Uh, um, talking of about food and and maybe your Windsor waffles has a British ring obviously Windsor um, uh, I I assume that's a branding idea so now you came you're not yeah you didn't grow up in the food industry right I mean you're having more business background I think Mm -hmm. so yep in banking and business that's why I went to kind of study at college was international business so a lot of um, like banking and finance And when I graduated, that's what I went into, into. So over the past six, seven years or so, I've been in specifically mortgage banking and working at banks. So yeah, from banking oh. to baking. <laughs> to baking. <laughs> and how did you come up with the idea to start a, a waffle company? And then what, what is it about? And then 
and then we learn where to find it here in next country soon. Mm. But how did you come up with that idea and, and what is it? Honestly, being in this kind of region, this uh, like kind of the, the Minnesota and North Dakota border, there's a huge entrepreneurial spirit and it's infectious, I'll be honest, it's infectious. And being here and seeing other people create businesses, seeing other people from nothing, creating their brand and, and taking their business to bigger cities in Minneapolis and across the state and just seeing all that. Like I said, it's just infectious and I wanna do that, I wanna be creative. So that was a huge part of it. And another part of it as well is just how helpful and supportive people are here in the community as well about helping you get started and helping you get on your feet and create a new business. So those two things there gave me the confidence to kind of launch and throw myself in there and just go from banking into kind of creating my own thing and trying to be unique. And also a big part of it for us is just making people happy in all honesty. It's something simple as a dessert or a waffle makes people happy. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it makes the day job, yeah, I love it. What is the unique piece about the Windsor waffle? So a couple of different unique things. Number one, our recipe is very, very unique and the way it looks as well. So if people want to go visit our website and stuff and we can put that on there later on. But we have, it's a waffle on a stick is probably the easiest way to explain it. So it's what we call a British street waffle. So uh -huh. we do have them. So it's a, it's an, a home piece. Yep. So you brought that thing yep. from, okay, yeah. Yep, so I brought it from home, but it's slightly different back home. So back home is it's, it's a waffle on a stick and it's kind of a, a unique shape as well. But the ones we it's have a special in England, waffle iron then. Yep, yep. So it's a special waffle iron. We have to have custom made to make these as well. So the stick goes in it when it's being cooked. So that was part of the perfecting the recipe that we had to cook it, make sure it's all sticky. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And make sure it stays on the stick as well. <laughs> Otherwise, that could be bad. So yeah, we um, put all that together, got the recipe together. And like I said, it was something similar to what I've seen in England and sometimes some of these craft fests and uh, markets you see them at. You don't see them too often. It's kind of a specialty item. And they're a lot more generally, I'd say, bland. So it might have a little bit of sugar on there in England. So it's not really too much on there. I came here and decided to kind of add color to it. So I put M&Ms and different candies, Nutella and chocolate and all different sauces and everything can be customized some as well for garnish, events. like some wrapping. Exactly, yep, yep. So I kind of like spiced up, made it look uh, really cool and really crazy. Huh, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, I actually have seen the waffle on a stick in Germany last summer with mm -hmm. my son too, uh, oh, nice. with the uh, sugar powder mm -hmm. uh, for the very first time. Mm -hmm. uh, so so it's a English uh, product that you mm. grew up with yep and yep. you haven't seen it around and I you decided what the heck everybody's doing something I want to yep. create something yep. and now you perfectionize the recipe you struggled a little bit you got the equipment and I understand you're bringing your own design food truck that's right yes yeah, so, yep that's right so for the lakes areas hopefully this summer where I'm having a, um, a design of a food truck made back home. So it's going to be an old vintage, um, kind of like a trailer, I suppose is the best way to, to put it. And it's going to be, we're getting it all custom built, all custom made and having it shipped out here um, to the lakes area. And then you can go to street or you will attend, like we are planning Looney Days. Yep. Actually, we want to share a booth where we yep. can uh, bring winter waffles uh, to the weekend yep. uh, and Looney Days. And then you want to hit whatever opportunity arises and uh, make uh, people sweet uh, <laughs> and uh, smile yep exactly that yeah it's all about for us it's all about bringing happiness and making people happy 
Um, so we're going to be bringing that food truck out here and then going to be going to the lakes areas. And at the moment, we're in the application process for a lot of the lake towns. So we're just waiting to hear back um, of whether we've been accepted yet or not, because as you can imagine, it's quite competitive to get into these kind of big fairs and big events. So we're just waiting on that and for dates as well. Okay, okay, okay. Well, um, I am looking forward to try my first Windsor waffle. Yeah. Um, why, why Windsor waffle? Tell us what's the spiel on that. So we tried to go for a name that was have like a tip of the hat to back home to England. And a lot of the names we kind of came up with, so this took a long time to come up with a name because a lot of the names we tried to came up with originally were already taken. Sure. Um, like globally, and we wanted to make sure we could register the trademark, register the trade name um, for franchising purposes later on. So we wanted to make sure and come up with a name that wasn't already taken. So this was one of the names that we found that we really liked and uh, was I love taken it. by somebody else. And like I said, it's a tip of the hat to back home to England to right. winter as well. No, I, I, I think the story is complete and mm. I think it, you're behind it. I, I think it makes total sense and I'm getting a little hungry yeah. uh, and I was hoping we have a dessert today, but next time for sure. Um, come to our expo event, uh, Lake Life Season kickoff party on March 20th at the Civic Center and you will have um, a little booth with your Windsor Waffles present yep. and uh, people can take a try. Yep, that's right. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Well, thank you for um, spontaneously jumping into my <laughs> recording studio here in Perm and coming on our program. And uh, we hope to see much more of Windsor Waffles. Thank you. Yeah, this was already our uh, newest episode of the Lake Life Weekend podcast. We sure hope you enjoyed it uh, tune in again next week with another great guest and updates always check out our website uh, lakelifeweekend.com and if you have some comments please feel free to email us at hello at lakelifeweekend.com and uh, you have a wonderful weekend ahead awesome.